Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 18. In this episode, Dine Peace tells you about her favorite hot chicken in Nashville. We got the juicy bits, including Alton Brown's new album, a Friday-themed sauce on you with special from KML, and a special delivery podcast and more. Episode 18, it's good eats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be hungry. Be hungry. Heavens to Betsy, it's episode 18. Thanks for tuning in, guys. It's Chava Dang. It's Dine Peace. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry. Why are you using that slang, Dine Peace? Because I'm going to talk about my Nashville trip. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Shout out to everyone giving us five star on uh, iTunes. Feel free to drop us a review as well. Yeah, we appreciate really love it. that. Dine Peace, you have any other shout outs this week? Yes, I want to shout out Cam again. I think all three of us got to participate and visit a couple of the movies. Yes. And go to some of the events. Definitely very happy to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. The fourth movie that we didn't get to talk about the last episode was because it was still being worked on. The screening of Bloodline happened last Sunday at the Black Cat. Shout out to Southeast Beast. (laughs) So shout out to Two, Santosh, and James. There is going to be a new series called Kitchen First. And the first episode was called Bloodline. And it was really not so much about Two, but it was about his parents coming to America and being first generation. Yeah, and just like how they survived and they worked so hard to have a better life for their kids. On Saturday and Sunday, back to back, I got to watch two cam-related movies that had a Vietnamese background and it really hit home for me. It was cool. It was cool for me to get to experience these two movies that I can relate to. Yeah, it was a great event at Black Cat. So Chef Two's is the new chef consultant for them. And What was your favorite bite of the night? So it's on our Instagram page, but it's the one that's inside of the egg. Ooh. And it was a ginger kumquat flan. Mm, and the not kumquat, our producer. Not, not our producer. And the kumquats actually came from Two's mom's backyard. Well, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that was really cool. But yeah, it was a great event and um, yeah, I'm very proud of my friends. Yeah, thank you to Cam. That was a great event. I mean, we got to preview the food-related films, but there were so many other ones uh, besides that. So I hope anyone listening got to go catch some uh, themselves, or if not, make sure you can go see some next year. Yeah, definitely. What'd you do after that? Actually, before that, right? Before that. It was before that. I went to Nashville last week and uh, ate a lot of food. <laughs> Shocker. <Okay>. That's <laughs> what I would have done too. Pretty much went to go see Justin Timberlake and eat. <laughs> and I'm currently detoxing because of that right now. And I'm very hungry because all I've been eating is vegetables. It's okay. We ordered Burmese food. It's going to be here soon. During the Nashville trip, I was like, man, I just really want a kale salad. Mm. I don't want to eat anything fried anymore. You know what, though? I think it's a general rule of thumb. When you travel anywhere, you always eat excessively like we all do. Mm -hmm. I feel like anytime I go anywhere fun, I have the exact same thought when I get back home. I mean, you guys know me. Like, normally for breakfast, I'm going to order bacon extra crispy and chicken fried steak. There was one breakfast where I ordered egg white frittata and a pressed watermelon salad. Whoa. Like, who am I? <laughs> not dying piece at no. that moment. <laughs> that was not me at all. But I needed it. I, I felt sluggish. I was watching your uh, IG stories from mm-hmm. the internet, getting FOMO like I should have been. So do you want to maybe go into some of the highlights? Yes. So highlights. What I talked about most was this honky tonk bar called Roberts on Broadway. And I think this is the deal of the century. It sounded like it. So for $5, you can get a PBR, a bag of Lay's, and a fried bologna sandwich. I mean, here in the Bay Area... A PBR itself is $5. Exactly. Like on the cheap side. That was really great. Like I can easily say I haven't had bologna in 10 plus years. We only have mortadella out here. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, but that was a great snack and I couldn't stop talking about it. I had it two days in a row. That's amazing because I feel like a lot of us thought and still was the main reason you went out there besides JT and the eating in general was for the hot chicken. Yes. But before I get to the hot chicken, oh. I did have my top five burger of all time. Oh. And this was at Husk. Shout out to Sean Brock and making a beautiful burger. It's a bold claim. Brioche bread, two thin patties grilled with it. it had a nice crisp to it and just American cheese. Wow. Because I know Husk, that was one of like your definite planned meals, right? Yeah, that was the only planned meal. Um, but the burger was the highlight. Also, what's funny about Husk is we ordered a veggie platter. And when it came out, we're like, why is there mac and cheese on this veggie platter? <laughs> like, when did mac and cheese become vegetable? Maybe it is in the South. I don't know. I love that. But yeah, the other thing that was super excited was for Nashville hot chicken. Mm. In the four days I was there, I ate at four different places. That was rough. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud of myself to do that. It's okay. I'm, I think us and the listeners are proud for you. I did it for y'all. <laughs> But um, you gained a lot of, I think, valuable insights and research from that definitely. endeavor. Definitely, and, and, you know, this is all obviously personal opinion because I went in a group of six and we all didn't agree. Mm. Since each piece of chicken is made to order. All four places have that same concept? Yes. Okay. It really just depends on who's cooking it. And I think because of that, there's not a whole lot of... Um, maybe a standard? Maybe. I don't mm. know. For example, like Kat's favorite is not my favorite, but that's because she likes breast meat and... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> she likes breast and the places where I liked it the most was dry for her. Mm. I'm going to go over three real quick. The fourth one was just because we got biscuits from there and hot chicken was an option, but I wouldn't say that's a contender at all. That's fair. Um, Sorry, I, I thought of another bad joke. A contender. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I hate myself. Sorry, go on. So number three is Bolton. Mm -hmm. That was also the last place I tried. And, and I put this on my social, on my Instagram, on rating it. And I waited a couple days because on the fourth day I ate Bolton's and I was like, I hate fried chicken right now. So I didn't want to like... So there's a fatigue effect. Exactly. But after a few days and, you know, me fleshing out, <laughs> I decided that Bolton's is number three on my list. Mm. Um, also, because it was the fourth day, I was braver to get a spicier one. Mm. And the levels of spice in, in Nashville, so there's no spice, then light mild, then mild, then medium, then spicy, then extra spicy, and then double X. Okay. So, and then I think I asked you this earlier, all four or three places kind of had the same Similar. System. Very okay. similar. Yeah. So this one we went with media and that shit was too spicy. Like I wasn't at I was Boltons. at Bolton's. I okay. wasn't comfortable. And I, I feel and I feel like though. for <laughs> Yeah, because you like to eat for pain. I like to eat for pleasure. <laughs> Sometimes that pain becomes pleasure, but go on. So I felt like that flavor was really good, but there wasn't enough crispies on the batter. Mm. And my thigh piece was a bit dry. Wow. And that's usually a exactly. moisture piece than a exactly. breast would be, because people know when you cook chicken, the dark versus light meat thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Hattie Bees would be number two for me. It's the new kid on the block, and they conform to their patrons. Um, you can make it spicier if you want. It's a cleaner environment. The sides are really good. The lighting is good. So for your IG photos? Yeah. yeah for, for the gram, yeah. Hattie Bees is the spot. Which is the main reason why a lot of folks eat these days. I also saw Steven Tyler there. Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. That was so random. Steven Tyler rolled through to Hattie Bees in a limo. <laughs> you came for JT, <laughs> ran into ST instead. <laughs> But Princess was my number one. Mm, I remember you mentioning that as well, too. That was also like the furthest away from downtown. Do you think that had a factor to play in it as well? Uh, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about that. But I felt the flavor, the juiciness, the crispiness was the perfect hot chicken for me. And and I based this judging off of the hot chicken purely, um, not including the size environment and everything like that. But Princess wins for me. And I regret not buying a t-shirt. So if someone goes, please buy me one. 
wow. of NWU. I love shirts like that too because they're ones you can't really get online. If they have a web store, there's like no point. If they don't have a web store, those are like those really special souvenirs. Like I still really enjoy my Domelis Po' Boy shirt. I need to get one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. If you make it out to Nashville, um, there's a lot of cool places to visit. I was a little, actually really shocked how new it is now. I didn't expect it to look like Mission Bay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a great place to visit. It was very hot. Southern hospitality is real. Nice. Good to know. I have not yet been, but uh, now I have a little more reference points if I do. Yeah. Cool. So basically just go to Princess. Well, I'll try the other ones too and see what I think. I know you will. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'll go soon. Um, so, Chavid, what have you been up to? Uh, so, a couple Fridays ago, I went and paid a visit to Off the Grid Fort Mason Center, which felt like a homecoming for me because um, way back when, in like 2010, when it first started, I used to live like down the street. Our guest who you'll meet later is nodding. I remember when it was like such a small, not small event, but like a, a beginning event. It was like the flagship one. It still is. There were not too many vendors. The crowds were pretty manageable, which seven years later, eight years later, actually, to see how much the event has evolved and to see how they can kind of still keep the crowds pretty manageable and keep an even flow. I was impressed. I had a great time. Paid a visit to a uh, show six guest, Jason of Frozen Custard. Fort Mason Jason. Yeah, I met Fort Mason Jason. <laughs> If you ever see him, you could maybe ask what that means. Or if you go to Off the Grid Fort Mason Center, you can find out. You'll definitely that. see it. Yeah. So shout out to Jason. He debuted a new concept. He did some dip cheesecake slices, which were super popular. They were selling all night. I tried a couple of them. They're fantastic. What's not to like about chocolate dip cheesecake on a stick? It felt very like State Fair-esque, but not. Like it definitely had that FK twist on it that made it unique. Mm -hmm. So I'll work backwards. That was for dessert. Uh, shout out to Dennis also, Jeepney Guy. We ended up hanging out by his booth and had our kind of our picnic there. So on top of having his amazing lechon and chicharron and uh, some of his chicken lumpia, which I didn't know the technique where you like cut them in half right before frying. Um, I'd never seen that before. That was really awesome. Other highlight is that we were next to Beanie's Kitchen that does Nepalese food. And um, we kind of were messing around a little bit and threw some of the Beanie's Momo dumplings, which are usually steamed in the fryer oil. Mm -hmm. Deep fried Momos are kind of like my favorite thing right now that <laughs> I don't know how long it'll be till I get to have them again. But Fromos are like, that's <laughs> it for me right now are Fromos. I love it. Fried Momos. <laughs> um, on top of that, had, had a really good braised beef tongue sandwich from Borschmobil. It came from some great Russian pickles. Had some really good bings, which are Chinese or Taiwanese crepe kind of. Oh, crepe uh, uh, jung bing. Yeah, jung bings, yeah. Jung bing. And uh, which is funny because that's typically like a Chinese breakfast thing. Yeah, but uh, I feel like it's a newer thing because I hadn't really seen it till a couple years ago, at least pop up around here. So I had one of those. Uh, shout out to Jug and Dave, who I went with and allowed me to try all these different things so we could have the room. We had some really good plantain nachos, which was just fried uh, plantain chips instead of tortilla chips. I think there was some pork in there. I've only been off the grid one time and it was when I first moved to the city. Mm -hmm. It's not just trucks, right? Like people can set up yeah. kind of like a stall, like a hawker yeah, center so, type thing. So uh, Dennis's Jeepney Guy, Beanie's Kitchen, there's like a section of like stalls as well. And then like a crescent almost of trucks. And then there's like a bar in the middle and the dessert station where Jason was parked. And uh, because it's seasonal and it changes week to week, there are some resident trucks that are there every edition, but there will be subtle rotations. And this happens every Friday? Every Friday now that it's like summer season. Got it. Okay. Back when I was a, a young art school student kid, <laughs> that was like my splurge at the end of the week. Like, oh, I've been eating ramen all week. I get to go buy like $12 sandwiches. <laughs> they're still about $12 and they're still as delicious. Nice. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. I can, so read, I can already read the title, but let the listeners know what we got this week. So this first thing is going to be from Food and Wine. 
And we're going to talk about Alton Brown. Goody. Like the Good Eats Alton Brown? Yes. Also the Iron Chef America Alton Brown. That Alton Brown's not as interesting to me as Good Eats Alton Brown. You know, I haven't watched any of the new Iron Chef. I haven't watched it in like 10 years. I'm not going to lie. So Alton Brown and his band, Alton, Alton Brown Bro- Trio. Yeah. <laughs> have released a mixtape. Although they touted it as an album. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because it's night, It sounded night. like an album. Um, so this eclectic mix of music is called Bitter Like Me. <laughs> that sounds very rap. There's only one rap track on it, though. We'll get to that later. So uh, his latest musical venture just might make him the eclectic king of food tunes. Weird Al, you're on notice. Dang, calling him out, food and wine. But I mean, there's a lot of range in this project. He's singing, rapping, and strumming of guitar in a mix of musical styles. It's nine songs. Um, obviously, one of the tracks is called Science because, <laughs> you know, he's the Bill Nye of the food world. And that was, those were some of the things I did enjoy back in the uh, watching Good Eats days. No, I, I remember watching it as a kid and honestly, like watching a show made me more interested in yeah. cooking. Being like a 10 year old, I'm like, I could brine a turkey now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But... If I wanted to, I could have. So not only does there's a nine track album, there's an accompanying music video. Oh, is there? (laughs) It's called Pop Song (laughs) because it is a pop song. Yeah. And in this music video, it's all about his love for popcorn. It kind of feels like a Blue Man Group video at first because they're all like in a triangle banging drums, but they're just like popcorn kernels (laughs) flying up. In slow motion. I want to make popcorn now. I would be down for that as well. So some of the lyrics are favorite snack, vegetal crack on my back, movie on my Mac. (laughs) If you have a chance, definitely check out the music video. Um, You know, you definitely won't be losing three minutes of your life. No. Or, Or if you make it through the whole album, it's on Spotify and for purchase on Amazon. And the best part is he basically made a disc clap back track. Oh, yeah, he did. He did the one, the one rap track. I did that in air quotations. The one uh, rap track. Of it's the called tape. TV Chef. That sounds pretty broad. It talks about all these celebrity chefs um, whose empires are. And they got big egos. Definitely blown up and uh, throw shade at them. Yeah, it, it it's kind of like Kanye Beastie Boys feel to it. Alton Brown. Yeah, <laughs> but Alton Brown getting out and down. <laughs> Play golf three times a week When Wolfgang Puck plays with us, y'all He always hits it in the creek Like, yes, I'm in the big boy club With Ramsey and the gang I even got a parking spot Right next to Rachel Ray I'm a TV chef You never see me grilling TV chef I'm way too busy chilling TV chef And I don't need to cook TV chef Or even write my own book This next one is from Extra Crispy, one of our favorites. (laughs) Millennials are responsible for the end of iced tea. Not us. I mean, I still like to drink iced tea, but... I love iced tea. So what this is saying is that millennials are spending money on cold brew and kombucha over iced tea. Which I would agree, but I still spend a lot of money on iced tea too. Uh, I don't really spend too much on iced tea, but I definitely spend more money on cold brew and kombucha. But I I like all three. In general though, I think those two are just more, in general, more expensive beverages. But really, are millennials really buying this? Aren't they just getting it for free from their jobs. Yeah, that's true. I, although every time you know, we go like, on a company lunch, iced tea is usually my go-to order. <laughs> Unsweetened. I don't usually need the sugar packets. I feel like this article kind of is trying to throw that shade that the, what was that big article last year about the avocado toast and mortgages? Oh yeah. I feel like maybe the same 
angry type of people are writing this one too. But at least know for me personally, I don't beverage discriminate. I love iced tea just as much, if not more, than kombucha and cold brew. I wonder why like sparkling water isn't in here. Because oh, I feel McCoy? like that's, that's definitely on the uprise. I definitely drink more sparkling water than I ever have before. But um, the reason why this article exists is because like all these uh, large corporations are having to rebrand because their iced tea sales have gone down. Eh, any brand should need to do that, right? To kind of stay relevant. Yeah, I guess so. You're, you're just going to be running the same types of ads, attracting the same types of customers if you don't do that, which I know for some companies is probably fine. But in the world of beverage, I feel like beverage advertising is pretty heavy. So it's like if you don't adapt, you'll just fizzle out. Maybe because iced tea is not carbonated, it's fizzling out. I, I like carbonation. I like that fizz. Yeah, I do too. Um, I have seen some, I think Canada Dry makes like a green tea ginger ale. Oh, that sounds good. I it's would want really that. It's really good. So kombucha sales have gone up 37% in this past year and coffee 52%. Wow. I do see that stat as being pretty realistic because I do find myself buying more cold brew than I do kombucha, even though I love both of the beverages. Mm-hmm. It's just that I crave kombucha less. Even though every time I have it, I like it. It's got to be when I'm in the mood. Whereas I don't have to be in the mood as much for an iced tea or a cold brew. I just, it's more of like a necessity purchase than a than like a treat yourself purchase. Yeah, like iced tea is more like, I just want a refreshing beverage. Yeah. Like I want to quench my thirst. Yeah, I feel like for kombucha, you have to like prepare yourself like, oh, I'm about to get a kombucha. It's going to be heavier. Honestly, I buy kombucha because people buy kombucha. <laughs> oh, I, I do think it tastes good, but I don't know what the health benefits are. Yeah. And I do know sometimes you get carded for it. <laughs> Because it's like 0.05, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they are pretty good. It's also like who's really being about that life and buying the unfiltered, like funky ones with the sediment in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like advanced level kombucha drinker. Like you're really in this game. Whereas like there's the gateway people that get like the fizzy fruity ones, which I like all of them. But if you only drink the fizzy fruity ones, I don't think you're a real kombucha fan. You just think No, you those are. people are like me. I'm just buying because <laughs> everyone else is buying kombucha. That packaging looks dope. I'd still almost prefer to buy iced tea. I like the McDonald's sweet tea for $1. That's pretty good. Or Arizona's are still $1. In this, yes. Despite the inflation, Arizona's are still a dollar. Yep. Although I don't buy them as much because I'm not as much as a sweetened tea fan. I'm more of an unsweetened tea fan. But if I do want more sugar than liquid in my can, I'll buy an Arizona, <laughs> which I do want sometimes. I'm definitely buying an Arizona if I don't have cash. on. Like if I have like a dollar and some change, then I'm yeah. buying an Arizona. Or you have, or you have that 99 cents and you go to that like clerk that's just a jerk. <laughs> um, it's 108 with tax or something. And then you're like. Because I'm not going to use my credit card to buy one dollar. Yeah. Well, because then you go the other way and you're like, well, maybe these findings are looking better. <laughs> maybe this Reese's, these Reese's peanut butter cups. Will what work that too. means is you should just hightail out of that store. And yeah. Not buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> this last one is from Grub Street. Publix. What an X. What? <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me yet. Maybe because I can read the title. I don't know. People may want to look this up for their own knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Refuses to print cum on some of cum laude's graduates' cake. Sorry, this is not safe for work. Sorry, Mom. So Publix is a, it's a grocery store chain in the South. They have an automated system to order cakes online. Which makes sense. I feel like all these like on-demand or very quick on-demand food services these days are becoming more and more automated, like Domino's and... Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Um, So this mom wanted to congratulate her son for getting summa cum laude. And so she ordered this cake online. Wait, for the listeners that... uh, Sorry, I wasn't good in school. That term means what? I think... You did really good. You did did very... You did good in school. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You does school well. Oh, yeah. I've, I have seen it like used in like school type videos and things before. Um, I want to say it's a 4.0. You have a 4.0. Okay. I never had those. No, Valid Victorian is the highest and that's it. Summa cum laude is 4.0 and up. See, that's also problematic. It has dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Would their algorithm catch that too? 
I mean, if it's spelled like Richard. <laughs> Richard. So uh, basically, it's striked out cum. <laughs> if you look at, the, if you ever look this up, the pictures, it literally just did three dashes, like it bleeped it out. And poor young Jacob, with a four point seven nine GPA, was very embarrassed. To he get didn't this, work hard for this. To get this cake with just three hyphens in it. <laughs> this reminds me of, um, although these other examples I'm about to talk about have been from human error. I've seen old pictures of cakes where it's like "Happy Birthday," blah blah blah, and then in the note they say, "And under that, put this." And then the writers would actually write "And under that." I have seen like those clickbaits on Facebook. Oh yeah, where, like cakes that have gone horribly wrong. But all those pictures are like super pixelated and look like they're from like 2002 or three when an actual person had to hear and write this out. This was from a machine, so they get a little more of a pass. But regardless, they're both kind of hilarious. So I think the funniest part about this was mom didn't pick up this cake. She got someone to come pick it up. And um, that person didn't know what was supposed to be on the cake. So they didn't even question it. <laughs> they just had these three dashes in the cake. They thought it was some special like intellectual code. I mean, I get it. Like maybe this Latin phrase needs to be changed. You know, maybe. when it became in existence, like we didn't have to worry about <laughs> assholes trying to write come on cakes, you know? <laughs> I mean, for other kinds of parties, maybe. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I try to buy flights all the time. I have a hyphen in my name. And when I try to put it in, it helps me a legal character. Yeah. It's, not, it's part of my name. <laughs> Either the English language has to change or the systems that pick it up for automated things should change. I mean, this language isn't perfect. It's got its little funny quirks. Yeah, but I get what's happening. Like, they can't change a system for the one-off that someone's going to want. Someone yeah. come laddie on their Or cake. like, or, be, you know, because I do UX design, should there be a checkbox in an online form? Like, make sure a real person reviews this or something. And if you know there's going to be no problems, don't check the box. We're sorry this happened. We're a grocery store. Yeah. We're not getting paid enough to do that. Sorry about that, Jacob. Um, if you guys have had any other embarrassing cake decoration mishaps, let us know because I want to see you them. You know what, Jacob? Congratulations yeah. for being someone you, come laddie. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, it's time for that most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called saucing on you. We name three food items, and you have to pick one to never have again. Dun dun dun. We've got a very special guest this week. Um, very longtime friend of mine. Really glad to have her here. Uh, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm special. Thank you guys for having me. Like, I'm a super big fan of this show, and when you texted me and invited me, I was like, me, me. <laughs> like, I'm so oh, used you're to be way here. too kind. Yes. She hosts her own podcast called Special Delivery. You can also hear her on uh, 106.5 KML. And uh, you ready to drop some food? Yeah, okay. I think so. I'm okay. a little nervous. Okay. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Yeah. This is likely going to come out on Friday. So we're going to do a Friday edition. Yes. We've got fries. Mm. <laughs> Already. <laughs> I just had fries last night. But okay, continue. Hash browns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and tater tots. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I love this already. Yeah, me too. Oh man. See, I love tater tots, but I don't have them enough. Mm. But like, would I want to give them up forever? No. Just because I don't have them all the time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and hash browns. Oh, I have all of like hash browns and fries. I have all the time and they're so good. And I'm really glad that you made this vegetarian friendly because <laughs> these are things I really eat yeah, just all the time. It's, just because it's vegetarian doesn't mean it has to be healthy. Exactly. It can still be super unhealthy like this is. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, man. The but, common denominator is fried. Yeah. <laughs> Votarian over here. Man, fries might be like 
a very pivotal part of my life. Like, I feel like I've had fries since the beginning of <laughs> everything. <laughs> They're like a crutch in my life. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to have to go hash browns. Ooh. I love hash browns. But I think... I could still have like house fries. You know how some restaurants oh. they'll do like the house potatoes instead of it's hash kinda browns. It's kind of like a half fry, half hash brown almost, mm-hmm. like a, the country potato. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, oh, like the home fries. Yes, home fries. Yeah, so, so we're getting rid of hash browns because we can still have home fries, and we just can't let go of tater tots. Is like a random spur of the moment necessary mm. thing and fries is just like a crutch in life. Interesting. Very good. What about you, Dime Piece? So fries are definitely staying. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to get rid of tater tots. Oh, mm. Just because I don't really care for them. Mm. I, I, I agree with you. I don't have them that often. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and usually when it's an option, I usually don't go for it. Is there any nostalgia there for you with them though? Nah. Nah? Not really. Ooh, so cold. <laughs> Like often, sometimes the school tater tots are though. Mm. No, I don't. I don't remember ever having tater tots at school. Mm. My school, we had them, but they were always like very, like stale and Ugh. cold. I remember I went to a Seventh Day Adventist school. Yeah, uh, we didn't have we didn't have tater tots. Uh, I went to public school. We had very lukewarm tater tots. Yes, often. and I'm not like I'm not into the whole like tachos thing or. Mm. Those are, I think those are kind of weak. Very valid point. And then french fries are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hash browns is my favorite part of breakfast, really. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think I have to agree with the both of you so far that I think fries is a definite in. Like special, they're a big part of my life. I tell this to a lot of my friends, but like growing up Chinese American, rice comes with every meal. So I never got to think of it as something that special. It always felt utilitarian. And then every time getting fries, it was almost like that special occasion. Like, oh, I get fries. Like I don't get to have them very often, which is bad now because now I try not to have them a lot (laughs) because of how delicious and gluttonous they can be. So I try to have them like maybe once a week these days. Once a week's okay. Once a week's, I try to do once a week. Sometimes it goes to more. Sometimes it's none. I don't think it's, once a week is not bad. No, anything in moderation. But yeah, so fries is a definite, has always been part of my life as well. I must say I am a huge, huge, huge advocate of hash browns. Mm. Like Dime Piece, I brought you to the place by me. I love that they do the garlic hash browns. So good. Also, when I do go to a diner that have both, I'll always ask if I can get hash browns instead of fries because it is something I have less often than fries. I don't know. I just feel like there's more of a texture thing going on there because as long as they do it right, you get more of a better exterior than you will a fry. But sometimes a fry is too crispy and you don't get enough of the inside. I feel like hash brown, when it's done right, you get enough of the fluffiness on the inside too. And plus, I feel like they just take on condiments better. Like when you want to salt them or pepper them to your own will. Mm-hmm. I feel like hash browns just hold that better too. So that leaves me with tots. I'm going to drop it too. I do love them a lot though still. Maybe a little more than you do, Anne. Dime mm-hmm. piece. But again too, they've never swayed my opinion over fries or hash browns. I'll order tachos if that's the only form of fried potato that I have. I still will pick them over a uh, special, a little over uh, home fries. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had too many bad home fries, like where they didn't, they were, they were un, I've, often they were underdone. Like when they're still kind of crunchy, not from being fried, but they're like undercooked crunchy. And I've had just two, I've had a lot of good home fries, but I've had a lot of bad home fries. So that's why that didn't even save those for me in that category. Um, so I have love for all three, but yeah, I don't need tots anymore. What the, what is it? The tater tots? It's just, it's just like hash browns that are rolled into balls. No, I feel like it's yeah. different. Th- no, I feel like it's kind of different though. Cause I feel tater tots are like those government freeze dried with then rehydrated like chunks Jeez. of potato. You can tell I've thought about this a lot. So rude to the 
the what did the tater tots do to you? I'm not saying it's a bad thing though, because like I do love my like government nuclear yellow American cheese slices. Oh goodness. I love a lot of those processed foods too. Mm-hmm. And I still love tater tots, so I'm saying I'm just saying them for what they are in relation to the other two things. Mm. You know, I feel like the insides of a hash brown versus a tater tot are different. Because a tater tot is still like an actual like sliver of potato. Whereas yeah, the tot feels like these little like nuggets of dehydrated, rehydrated potato starch <laughs> thing. <laughs> Look at where that's been successful in other foods like bacalao and Portuguese food. It's hydrated, rehydrated cod and bacalao is delicious. Yeah. I could get way too detailed about this because we can start talking <laughs> about thicknesses. We can start talking about accoutrements. Shea Mon has the best french fries in San Francisco, in my opinion. I mean, aola, Mediterranean, and Fidei. If you're just talking about some utilitarian, I need to get everyday fries. I mean, they use frozen ones, but their oil or something they do is magical. Wait, but what about fast food? Which there's the fast food fries are very different. That's true, too. Yeah. For a restaurant. Oh, yes. McDonald's. I think McDonald's french fries are really good. You know, people talk shit on the In N Out fries, but I like them. I do fry well. Oh, I love In N Out fries. A lot of people don't like them. I know. Those are They have people. problems. Yeah. They right? burn fat. Or, or they don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love how I tried to close this out, but we had to drag this one in because this is a big one. Like, yeah, this is a huge one. I love it and not priced. Although I had my like well done phase, and I'm like I'm back to just liking straight up stock. So for me, the I like the well done fries, but a lot of times it's too well done. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like you know you reach for that ten percent, <laughs> waiting for that perfect medium well. Oh, like like flan with his mozzarella sticks. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Chasing that dragon. Chasing that fried dragon. I just want the unicorn in and out fries. As long as they give me my two packets of spread, we're all good. I really like the Burger King and Jack in the Box fries. I think they're very comparable. They're kind of made the same. I like those. Are Jack in the Box, though, you mean the regular yeah. shoestring, not the curly? Yeah. Because I feel like curly has a whole nother yeah, that's element. A, to, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother beast. I was going to yeah. talk about Carl's Jr. Oh, and Chick-fil-A's. Crisp cut waffle. Oh my goodness. I remember when Burger King switched up their fries Mm -hmm. and that was a huge deal. Definitely. The new fries, um, I think what they added was cornstarch to it to add like it was like a light, very light batter to the fry. They do have, I think, more of a coating than their competitors. Yeah, yes. I think it's cornstarch what they added to the Burger King fry. Mm. But um, yeah, that was a game changer for me. It really was. (laughs) It really was. I love fries. Special, do you want to tell people where they can find you? (laughs) I'm on everything Twitter, Instagram at special says, and you can find the special delivery podcast wherever you enjoy podcasts. Nice. Thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you guys. This was like honored. So much fun. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Special from the Special Delivery Podcast. It's a damn near daily show where I deliver you sit-downs with artists like SZA, Vince Staples, Earth Gang, and so many more where we break down what you don't know and should know about their latest projects. And I also do episodes where I highlight new songs that have dropped in the past 24 hours or so. Come join me. Just search Special Delivery on wherever you enjoy podcasts. I want that. Special Delivery. I need that. Special Delivery. Thank you so much for listening, guys. 18 shows. Yes. So, Finally made um, it. Yeah, follow our Instagram. Find us on SoundCloud. Hit like and subscribe. Come to our internet club. <laughs> yeah. Just sit down, be hungry, dot club. I think at some point we need to make it like where people could join our club. The club, yeah. When I have more free time. Yeah, let's like do that. Registry. Yeah, whenever. There's a lot of things coming up. Yeah. Like a lot. First off, coming up real soon, our good friends at Big Bad Wolf, who Hedgen has been killing at her last couple dinners. I just attended them. Yes. Um, shout out to that beef tongue tonkatsu. Yes, so good. Beef, beef tongue katsu. Yeah. Well, I just realized that pun there. Tongue, yeah, yeah. Tonkatsu. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> 
that was amazing from the last dinner, but our good friends at Hella Good Company are teaming up with her to do another dinner this Saturday, May 26th in Sacramento. Unfortunately, tickets are sold out. You know, maybe if you listen to this before the dinner, there might be a last minute cancellation if you're lucky. But if not, sorry, make sure you're on it for the next one. What that means is you just need to follow. Follow all of our pages and just yeah. know when we do these dinners and be in and the stuff. know because we're always doing something. Yeah, uh, including yourself. Yes. On the same day. Saturday, I'm having my my next pop-up uh, at Choy Bab Chicken Brunch. It's going to be at Trademark. It's not ticketed, so you just have to show up and Eat. get in line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, gonna be popping off eleven till four. Or eleven till sell out. Yes, because yeah. it's gonna sell out. You're gonna sell so out. So shout out to Prita and Nina for helping me. Nina's gonna be my front of house, and Prita's gonna be Prequan the chef. I love how be, you said on the. She's so cool. She's so cool. <laughs> Prequan the chef. Yeah. He's gonna be helping me in the. Gotta get him on eventually too. Yeah, he would. We definitely do. Yeah. But just teaser. I'm gonna have like salted egg fried chicken over pandan waffles. I've been testing, and I finally have made the perfect coconut condensed milk syrup to go over everything. I also, I think the the listeners that have been to your pop-ups before would like this next announcement of a, of a dish returning. Yes. So I, w- I needed to add something and um, so Pate Show is going to make a comeback. You knew what the people wanted. <laughs> Back by popular demand, Pate Show is going to be there on Saturday. So don't get FOMO for either of these events, guys. Yeah, show up. I'll actually get FOMO because I'll be gone. Yeah, Chavit's going to leave the country. Catching flights. Not feelings. No, catching <laughs> flights, eating bites, getting passport stamps. Yeah, so I'll be in Barcelona for a couple days and then London for Field Day Festival. Corrupt FM. Yeah, let me know what to eat there. Um, I'll let you know what I ate when I get back and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Oh, can oh. you somehow meet up with the guy that was going to get us the oh, seedless? He's still listening. Yeah, come through. Meet Slink your friends. Up. Yeah, see you guys there. Good eats. <laughs>